Welcome to Musings of an Extrovert. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, if you've been listening for a while, thank you. If you are just tuning in for the first time, thank you. I'm really excited to speak with you today. Uh, Before I jump into my topic, I would like to ask that you like and you subscribe. And if you really like the topic, leave a comment, leave comments on what kind of topics you'd like for me to talk about. Uh, If there's some topics that I've already talked on that you want me to talk about more, please feel free to make a comment on that. Um, And yeah, I'm really excited. Also, if you haven't gotten a chance, go on over to my website and check out the Musings of an Extrovert Blanket. It'll make a really, really great gift for someone. So uh, if you like the show and you want to spread the word, please go ahead and support me by going and getting one of those blankets uh, right off my website. I'll have the link in the description. So without further ado, let me uh, go right into my topic. What is my topic? My topic today is something that I really, really love. It's a musical. And it's not only a musical, it's a a book as well, but it's one of my favorites uh, of all time. It's called Les Miserables. I love, love, love this show. And I have an analysis that I want to make about it. And I'll try to keep this on the shorter side. Uh, I don't want to keep you too long. But if you've liked it and you've listened through, um, please and just let me know and I'll make longer form content. I don't mind making longer form content. Um, but yeah, this is my analysis on Les Mis. It's going to be something that maybe you've never heard before. Maybe you have seen some of these motifs, some of these things within the show yourself. Um, if you've watched it and maybe you've just never really thought too deeply about it. Maybe you were just like, uh, you know, this show just all they do is sing the entire time. And it, you know, it's just kind of like singing all the way through. I don't really like that. Um, that's okay. Uh, maybe you are better suited to go listen to the audiobook of the original book, um, or even the abridged version of the book. I have listened to, oh my gosh, a lot of hours. I don't even know how long it took to get through, but I'm pretty sure I made it through at least a third or almost half of the book in audiobook form. I don't like reading, remember? Uh, so yeah, I think I made it through about half of it, and that probably took a good amount of time. I don't even remember. I was at work just listening to this book. Um, so I love the storyline. I love the musical. I think the musical that was inspired by, from the book does a really good job of painting the pictures that Victor Hugo had in mind and what he was, you know, he saw in his real life. Um, and he wrote down on paper. So, uh, yeah, this is my analysis of Les Mis, the musical, not necessarily the book. The book is a little different there. And there are some things that were left out of the musical that just would have taken too much time, uh, to get in. So, um, yeah. So the musical starts out with Jean Valjean. Where is he? This is, uh, and let me set the scene for you. This is 1815 
it's right at the very uh this is 25 years after the french revolution began so you know french revolution began in the very late 1700s and then now they are in war uh or, or they were in war and now they're kind of in this period where there is a another monarch put on the throne and um there's a lot of unrest there's a lot of corruption in uh the governmental system there is a lot of uh hatred man against man hatred um and it, so it's a time of unrest and when i say corruption that's where we start we start with jean valjean he's this man who he had lived with his sister um and her child and he ends up stealing some bread and this is all stuff that you can get in the musical not stuff that you will read in the books things are more detailed within the book um but he's living with his sister his sister's child um and they barely have enough they barely have enough to live barely have enough to eat and so jean valjean gets caught stealing some bread um from a local place and when he gets caught he tries to run and because he tried to run he was given a harsher sentence um in his trial now this is going to be conjecture because the, the the show doesn't tell you um and i don't quite remember what the book said about this particular part um but my assumption is and it would be fitting with all the other stuff that you'll see within the the show is that he was not given a fair sentence he was not given a fair trial likely uh and it was likely that he was just given whatever the person on that day wanted to give him and it ended up being 19 years so just think about that 19 years being put in prison for stealing bread yes stealing something but stealing bread for the purpose of living uh and his and like feeding his sister and his sister's child uh so that is where we start we start with the corruption of this terrible sentence um of 19 years but jean valjean's about to get out and he's about to go on parole and what happens here is javert right at the very beginning jean valjean now i should say this in the very beginning we have javert saying to jean valjean that his name is not jean valjean he is 24601 and when jean valjean corrects him and says my name is jean valjean what does he do he says 24601 he says it very smugly uh with a lot of a lot of vigor in his voice um as to say i don't care what your name is your name will always be 24601 um and so that is the the start of the show and um these two characters and i i think i'm not really going to have time to go through all of the different details and i'll probably make follow-up uh les mis uh critiques not critiques but uh analysis because i love les mis and i think it's got so much rich 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 uh just things and rich what's the word i'm looking for i can't even remember what word i'm looking for has a lot of rich concepts rich motifs um 
And it is something that we can glean a lot from, I think. Um, especially if you're a believer, like I am, you can glean a lot uh, from the things that are displayed. I mean, the show is literally called The Miserables. Um, you know, it, it is about the the total depravity and destruction of human life when there is no real true justice in the world when there really is no god over the people but there is person over person um you know and that's not that's not like the main point of the show but you really do see that in this show so i think there's a lot to be gleaned from it um, and so I'll share these things. So Jean Valjean, here he is. Javert just told him, you're nothing but 24601. You'll always be, you know, this criminal in my eyes. Um, and Jean Valjean says, uh, or, or Javert says to Jean Valjean, 24601, um, your time is up and your parole's begun. You know what that means. And Jean Valjean says, yes, it means I'm free. And Javert says, um, follow to the letter of this itinerary. It warns you're a dangerous man um, and you will have parole for life. So now he is getting parole. This is after 19 years. He is now going to be free from prison and doing all the manual labor that they were forcing him to do in that time frame. And when he does this, he gets out and now he's on on parole for life like this is the sentence for a man who got stole a piece of a, a piece of bread and then tried to run from the authorities because they were trying to keep him from being able to feed his family um and no they in their minds they were trying to catch a criminal for stealing something but the justification and when you you juxtapose it to what he was in um, you realize that the sentences that they weren't giving were so big. Um, and I'd like to relate this to our, our country. We in, in America, you know, and I'm not saying we're perfect at this. We still have a lot of things that we need to be able to uh, rectify because there are laws that are, I believe, unjust. And uh, our world wants to make laws that are completely unjust now. Um, and I think that's due to the depravity of man. But um we have put value, you know, if someone, and, and a, a good example of this is, um, you know, some years ago, I had to deal with something where someone stole something from another person. Um, and I was just, you know, thinking back to that time, the thing that they stole really wasn't worth much. Uh, it was worth a very small amount. And I'm not a lawyer, um, but I do know that there are laws on the books um, that talk about, you know, the stealing of things that are worth, you know, smaller amounts and the stealing and robbery of things that are bigger amounts. And, you know, small things are petty theft. And we have one type of punishment that we give to petty theft and we give another punishment to Grand Theft Auto. You know, they're two very different things because Grand Theft Auto, you are stealing something of high, high, high worth versus down you know, in the petty theft area, you're stealing up something up to $100, $120 of worth or something like that. Um, you know, so that would be kind of the equivalent here is that 
they, instead of giving him, you know, like a slap on the wrist, you know, a night in jail, maybe, um, you know, I wouldn't even say that that that's warrants a night in jail. I think it just, you know, truly warrants just charity to this person. But, um, a slap on the wrist is not like, I think that's worth it. This man did do a crime. He did steal from another person. Um, and so yes, a slap on the wrist, like something like that, but they gave him 19 years. So that is the, the scene that we're in. And he now also has a full life of parole. So he will never be free essentially is what this is. This is painting the picture of. And then he breaks that parole and he runs away. And while he's running away, he encounters a lot of different people, people that just don't care about him. He goes from town to town and he's just trying to survive and no one is is paying any attention to him until one man, one man. He goes, he's near a convent and this bishop, oh, this bishop, this bishop is one of the best characters in this show. And when I get to my final analysis of this show, I'll tell you just how amazingly well put together this show was. Um, but this bishop, he offers this man some kindness. And he says to him, come on in to my home. Sit at my table. You are my honored guest. And he brings him in and all, you know, in, in the movie, in the show, you see all the nuns coming around him to serve him the food. And he's scarfing down the food as any hungry person would do in that moment. And he is scarfing it down and they're looking at him like, who is this man? Like, this man is dirty, he's filthy, he smells bad. And he's sitting at my table, at our table, and he's eating all of our food. Like, who is this man? And the bishop over there sits... And he prays, and he says, bless this food, bless this honored guest. And he truly, like, breaks the mold for Jean Valjean at this time. Jean Valjean had just gone through being told, you will never be free. You will be on parole for the rest of your life. You just spent 19 years doing slave labor, and you essentially are worth nothing. And here is this bishop saying, you are our honored guest. And I love, love, love that, that moment because Jean Valjean looks up at him and he's like, you know, half of the food, you know, falling out of his mouth. Um, he's looking at the bishop and he's like, what? That's not normal. And then he just keeps on scarfing down the food, um, you know, because he's hungry. He, he, he's just been like scrounging for food um, for the past couple months. And like, you know, he's just scrounging. And so he's hungry and he deserves to eat. And, you know, the Bishop is so kind to him. And that's the first thing I think Jean Valjean notices is the kindness of the Bishop. And I think we should all be kind like this Bishop. We forget nowadays, um, you know, with all of the you know, very liberal leaning kind of ideology of the government should make, you know, a way for the homeless, make a way for those that are hungry. Um, we forget that that onus was put 
on the individual. It was not put on the governments by God himself. God said, you are to be the ones that go visit me in prison. You are to be the ones who fed me when I was hungry. If you did not do that, then I don't know you. That's exactly what Jesus said. And what he, he's not saying if you didn't vote for that person to get in government for, you know, the, the government system to be able to feed them. Um, you know, and I, I'm not opposed to government systems. Don't get, don't get me wrong on that one. I'm not opposed to some of them. But when there is no onus on yourself to go and do those things that you are wanting for the government to do, you have misplaced your priorities because you being able to help that person in front of you and you being able to love them and share the gospel with them is very important. The government could feed a thousand people, but if a thousand people do not get the, get the gospel, the gospel and food as James would tell us to do, if they do not get that, then we've we've lost. That is not what the gospel is about. The gospel is about saving souls. And if we die on this planet, if we die on this earth right now, that is okay. Because glory is going to be more real than this time right now. And so that's what I think this bishop sees, is I need to show this kindness to this man um, and look, I, I'm not perfect at, at showing kindness. I'm not perfect at always inviting, you know, the homeless into my life and, and those that are hungry into my life. I try, I really do. And I, I want to help more and I want to do that with all of my life. Um, but I want to show here is a picture of what it looks like and what it does to transform the hurting life. And so here's Jean Valjean seeing the kindness. And then that night, the, um, the bishop says to him, he can stay. And so in the middle of the night, Jean Valjean, you know, he is still someone who has just been out scrounging. You know, it's not like this man has been hanging out with the bishop forever. This is the very first time he's ever met him. And I could just imagine what's going through his head. Like I, I, I might do the same thing if I were in that position. You know, if I was led into a place, they showed me kindness, and and it, it, I had been, you know, for nineteen years plus whatever amount of months running. Like I'd probably take some stuff too and try to go sell it, so that way I can make of my own. Because all I know is that I'm the only one who cares about me. You know. So this kindness is so, so weird. It's so odd. It's so other. And here's Jean Valjean doing that. He steals the, the silverware um, from the cupboards in the dead of night. And he leaves. And he gets caught by uh, some cops out in, that were patrolling. And when he gets caught, they bring him back to the bishop and they say to the bishop, we found your silver and we caught this man red-handed. He had the nerve to say you gave him this. And then, and then, and then, and then, <sighs> kindness part two. Here's the bishop. He says, that is right. But my friend, you left so early. Surely something slipped your mind. You forgot I gave these also. Would you leave the best behind? 
And then he says to the cops, I commend you for your duty. Now God's blessing go with you. And he tells them to release him. And so they release Jean Valjean. Jean Valjean is now standing in the presence of the man he just stole from. And the man he just stole from said, take it. Here it is. I give it to you. And not only that, he says, I will give you the best. The best. This is radical, radical, radical kindness. And it is so powerful to me, even still, just thinking about it, saying those words, you know, just it. It reminds me of the radical kindness of Jesus. Jesus is radically kind to every single person. And this was just a moment of it within the show. And so if you didn't know, Victor Hugo was a believer. I believe he was Catholic. Um, I haven't studied too much on it, but just knowing the show and having you know heard some of his book, he at least knew a lot of scripture. If he didn't believe it, that's one thing, but he at least knew a lot of it and actually understood a lot of it and understood how it works and or how Jesus wanted it to be understood. So um, it is a very, very rich, rich storyline. Um, but yeah, here is Jean Valjean in the presence of a man he just stole from, shown this radical kindness. And he says to him, Oh my goodness, like you are a person that should, I want you, I want you to be changed. I want you to be an honest man. Um, you must use this precious silver to become an honest man is what he says to him. And that part always is powerful to me. You know, here's Jesus. He offers us you know, his kindness and it, it, yeah, the, the correlations between the Bishop Jean Valjean and Jesus and the sinner are strong. So he says, you must use this precious silver to become an honest man, um, by the witchness of the martyrs, by the passion and the blood, God has raised you out of darkness. I have saved your soul for God. And then it, pans away to a soliloquy and here's Jean Valjean he is I I mean my my brain would be wrecked too and his brain is wrecked right now he says um what have I done what have I done sweet Jesus what have I done I've become a thief in the night become a dog on the run he's noticing he's reckoning with the sin in his life and also the 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 things that were because of his environment um and I, I want to stop there too and point out that just because someone does evil things, that doesn't mean, or let me rephrase that. When someone comes out of hard backgrounds and things that were evil that were done onto them that have caused things within their mind to change, um, that have caused them to act in certain manners. It does not nullify the fact that when they do evil things, that those evil things are still evil. And that is exactly what Jean Valjean is reckoning with. He's reckoning with this fact. Yes, he was put in prison for 19 years. Yes, he's been treated as a dog 
on the run, as he says. But he says, what have I done? He sees his sin. He sees the evil within his own heart. He, he, in another part of the soliloquy, he says, I am reaching, but I fall. And the night is black and cold. I, I, I am something about... Uh, <laughs> From the whirlpool of my sin, he says that next to it. I totally forgot the rest of the words there. So I hope you ch- had a chuckle after that. Um, but he says, in the whirlpool of my sin, I'll escape now from that world, from the world of Jean Valjean. Jean Valjean, Valjean is nothing now. Another story must begin. So here is Jean Valjean. He's reckoning with his own sin, reckoning with his own struggles, um, and he has just been shown this radical kindness. So I want to kind of paint the picture here. The believer is someone who has said, oh my goodness, I am sinful, full of sin, and I cannot make a way to my father. Who can though? The righteous one, Jesus himself. And he has made that way for me. So I'm going to trust on him. With my entire life, I'm going to trust him through this. And so here, Jean Valjean is being shown this radical, radical, radical kindness. And he is saying, there's no, that person, I don't want that person anymore. I want the new person. I want the new story. And that is exactly what we should desire is we should desire the new person, the new creation within us, as Paul would say. And so... Jean Valjean finishes the soliloquy with those words, another story must begin, and then, you know, these huge uh, violins start coming in, and it's just, it's a beautiful moment. Um, I love, 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 just from the very outset, you are going to see these concepts come into play. Corruption, justice, you're going to see mercy come into play, right? When when the bishop showed him mercy by not sending him into the hands of his enemies. He showed him mercy, and then he gave him grace by giving him those two candlesticks. That is just radical mercy and grace at work. Again, pointing right to Jesus, pointing right to the same thing that he is. He is someone who gives radical mercy, radical justice, or or radical mercy, radical grace, and yes, radical justice too. Um, so that is just a small snippet. I will probably do a couple more of these episodes and uh, let you hear uh, some more of my thoughts on Les Mis. But I hope you really enjoyed that episode. I hope you enjoyed our time today uh, discussing the radical mercy and the radical grace of the bishop and this true conversion moment of Jean Valjean. And uh, on the next time that we talk about this, I will go into the next scene and uh, talk about radical corruption and the depravity of man and the pure evil that is in man and that is man is capable of um, and how that plays out in society in this next scene. I mean, we just see it Um, over and over again and we see just radical injustice again happening to another person 
Uh, we start seeing things through other people's eyes, not just Jean Valjean. Um, and we see kind of these storylines begin to come out and you see these ties between the what is that one tie between all of these people uh and that's what i think that victor hugo was getting at with les miserables is that they all had that one tie that there was this suffering there was this miserableness that happened to all of them and while that might sound uh depressing um if you're a believer i think that there is a reason to believe that there is joy in the midst of this and victor hugo shows us that uh throughout the rest of the show but uh that's it for today i've already taken up a lot of time uh and yeah if you like that episode please like and subscribe and uh remember i am trying to grow this channel uh i am trying to also get some interviews with some different podcasts so if you know of a podcast too please recommend one to me uh, you can send it to muentesandco at gmail.com um, and send me any of your recommendations and I'll talk uh, through some of this with them. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful day.